Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Amplify Horse Racing Podcast. I'm Joe Mason, your host as always, and happy to be joined as always by Anise, my pleasure of keep and Caitlin Christopherson of Grand Slam Social. Ladies, welcome to episode nine, I believe, correct? I think so. Oh, I hope so. Wow. <laughs> It's so cool. It's amazing how, okay, for one, I can't believe that it's almost June. And for two, it's just so crazy that this idea of having the podcast, which Joe, you really came to me about and came to Caitlin, approached Caitlin about, has like spread its little wings and (laughs) here we are. Right. Yeah. It's hard to believe our next episode will be episode 10. I mean, we're, we're hitting all the bases. We're having amazing guests on, no guests this week, but in the coming weeks, we'll have more guests and more fun on this show because that's what we do here, right? Promote education and have fun. Absolutely. That is very true. And if uh, those of you who are listening have never joined us for the Amplify Horse Racing Hangouts, we actually do. Well, I actually host a monthly, basically, video interview with a thoroughbred industry professional talking the same thing education, careers, how they got into the industry. Um, but you get the added element of being able to ask your questions live and being able to see our faces. <laughs> I think that's an added element. <laughs> you know, it's one like the feedback, some consistent feedback that I keep getting though on our podcast is that you don't just have to be interested in horse racing to find the information and our guests' information useful. Um, it's really, I think it's, I mean, from Richard Migliori to Haley Amos to, you know, Shannon Castagnola, I mean, they've all, we've had so many great people who are just so well-rounded, um, not just in horse racing, but just as, as professionals, um, and, and people with very, uh, dynamic, energetic lives. So I, I think, you know, even if you're, I don't know, maybe considering going to vet school or doing something that's not quite related to um, to the horse world, or maybe it's not horse racing, but it's like a different um, breed of that you want to and horses you want to work with. I think it's all of the information is is just really helpful. Yeah, and I think what we consistently talk about is that there are a lot of applicable skills that aren't necessarily hands-on work with horses that can still be applied to many jobs in the thoroughbred industry. And so really, we welcome people who, if you don't have an equine or thoroughbred industry background, awesome, cool. Well, we're here to tell you about what jobs you could maybe still consider and excel at in this industry if you come from a sports background, awesome. Horse racing is a pretty cool sport. So I think that that's probably a good segue into talking about or introducing our topic for today. Caitlin, do you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about? Yes, we are going to be talking about the best four-letter word there is, <laughs> jobs. <laughs> jobs that bring joy specifically. Um, and that is because we have a multitude of jobs um, that people have come to us with that they're looking to fill. And we are super excited to kind of help spread the word about these. Um, If you are, if you are looking, whether you're looking for kind of like an entry level position or even your first internship, 
all the way to something a bit more advanced and further along in your career, um, now is a wonderful time to be tidying up that resume and getting ready to send it off to some of these awesome opportunities we're going to talk about. Yeah. And just for those of you who who maybe have no background on jobs in the industry, I wanted to point you to a couple cool resources. So Joe mentioned that I work for KEEP, which stands for the Kentucky Equine Education Project. And on our website, thekeepfoundation.org, uh, under the Workforce tab, um, you can actually locate these documents that are called uh, Thoroughbred Industry Career Pathway Documents that a coworker of mine did an amazing job researching and creating to show entry-level, mid-level, and then upper-level jobs in the thoroughbred industry. And eventually, she will have those documents um, pertaining to careers in all different equine industry sectors. But right now, she has a thoroughbred industry. I think there's sales and farm jobs that she has on there, and then racetrack jobs. And then right on the Amplify website under careers, we actually also have a downloadable guide to careers in horse racing. But Joe and Caitlin, I'd actually be really curious to hear from both of you. How did you end up finding your first internships and jobs in the thoroughbred industry? Because it, it can be kind of confusing to figure out, you know, how like, I want to work in this industry. Where do I go to find jobs? Joe, you kick us off. Thanks for volunteering me, Anise. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean, I'm a social media presence unlike any other. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but, you know, I know how to. Hey, yeah, we've heard about the value of social media when it comes to networking. If you go back to our podcast episode with Haley Amos. so Yeah, networking's incredibly important. And that brings me to my next point. I actually contacted my good friend uh, Maggie Wolfendale about possible internships or, you know, production assistant positions uh, at the New York Racing Association. And she pointed me to uh, Pat McKenna, who's uh, the head of the communications department at Naira. And then he pointed me in the direction of Eric Donovan, who is, oversees the uh, TV broadcast operations at Naira. And then from there, you know, just kind of constant communication over email or text or a phone call or Zoom chat. I don't think Zoom was a thing uh, when I was in the application process. But for you listeners out there, that's definitely a useful resource. So it's really just networking. Networking is incredibly important for jobs and internships. And for me, that's what really, uh, really helped me get my foot in the door. And Caitlin, I think that we actually have a, a resource in common that we've both used to, to either find internships or post internships. So yeah. talk to me about that. Yeah. American Horse Publications. We have found at Grand Slam and My Racehorse some fabulous people um, through posting their jobs. And I actually got to attend a, they had like a, a social media, um, equine social media seminar a couple of years ago in Lexington, Kentucky that I was able to go to. And it's just a really great resource for anybody wanting to get into anything equine, um, not even just horse racing, but quarter horses, Arabians. Um, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about, um, 
honestly, with Grand Slam, my racehorse, you know, we've either found people through networking on mostly on social, like Joe mentioned, or we found people who have found us through American Horse Publications. So they are awesome. Highly encourage anybody to check it out, whether you're looking for an internship or a job or, um, you know, just looking to network with people with similar interests. It's, it's a great organization. I just want to slip in a quick disclaimer that we uh, are just doing this, you know, these job announcements and, and sharing these plugs as an educational thing for listeners and just kind of as a service to the industry where, you know, we haven't been paid to announce any of these positions, but because our goal is to promote and amplify education and careers in the thoroughbred industry and, and amplify existing resources that are out there, we thought that it would be of great service to you guys to announce some of these things. But I, I definitely use the American Horse Publications website to find actually one of my first internships. And so there are a lot of ways to go about kind of navigating your first internship in the industry. I have found personally that a lot of people are very receptive to you approaching them with an idea to do an internship and kind of creating your own. Um, I did that at the North Dakota Horse Park, which led to me actually becoming their director of communications. Uh, I've done unpaid internships before, which was fantastic experience. I spent one summer working at Canterbury Park, a racetrack in Shakopee, Minnesota, as an unpaid journalism intern uh, during their night racing throughout the month of August one year. And then in the mornings, I would go gallop for a trainer. So I was still making money by exercise riding, but I gained some amazing journalism experience by doing that internship. And then I ended up through American Horse Publications finding uh, one of the most valuable internships I ever had, which was uh, working as a staff writer for the Saratoga Special for two summers. And that opened up the doors to me eventually meeting people who I would go and intern for in Kentucky and ultimately led me to moving to Kentucky. Um, so I think that there are a lot of valuable platforms out there. Some of it is word of mouth. Some of it is kind of having the bravery to approach people and create your own internship. And then, you know, also knowing what some of those job boards are to go, go find what's out there. Yeah, definitely. And I think a big part of it is just enthusiasm you know, I started really when I was like 14, 15, I knew I wanted to probably do something in communications um, and writing. So I reached out to a, like a local lifestyle magazine. And um, that was, I believe my first internship. And I was just kind of doing whatever I could. You said, um, Anise, you know, making your own internship. And I think that a lot of um, companies are willing to help if you present yourself well and you have enthusiasm and you kind of have an idea of what you want to do. I mean, if you, you know, if you're a writer or a uh, social media copywriter, um, any, you know, any hands-on experience you can get in kind of like the journalism PR field is going to be applicable. So it's, it's important, um, 
I think to just to be open to a variety of different experiences and and know, you know, have a, a goal setting of where you would eventually like your career to end up, but know that it's not always a perfectly linear path. Um, and and that certain things can open doors for other things. It's just all about finding the right people um, to surround yourself with who support you and want to see you succeed professionally. Yeah, that was, that was very well said. I'm applauding you right now. That was, that's great. And, you know, I don't know how your guys' universities were set up for if you were required to do internships or how it worked with my degree. I was, I was not required to do an internship, but I could get additional credits for doing an internship if I decided to take that on on my own and then my university provided basically a framework of what I needed to complete within the internship to get that credit so I feel like for a lot of people you know that framework is probably already there if you're looking to get university credit for your internship and even by looking into something like that if you if you have you know, kind of the guidelines in place for what you need to gain from the internship, you can then go ahead and approach an organization and see if they would be interested in hosting an intern and then, you know, upholding whatever their requirements would be as part of that internship. So should we, should we jump into jobs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a, a great idea. <laughs> and it sounds like more to possibly add um, to later podcasts. So sweet. Caitlin, I know that I, I believe you guys are hiring. The top of the so, list here. Yeah, I feel like I should just throw it over <laughs> to you first and then we Definitely. kind of work our way through. Well, I will say my ra- my racehorse and Grand Slam Social, we are always, I was really, when I was describing earlier, an enthusiastic in turn, um, who presented themselves well. I was really just describing my perfect intern. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in what I'm always looking for. And I mean, I just remember when I was so young and so excited. And, you know, I know that unpaid internships are not realistic for everybody, but I I was able to use things like being on financial aid in school to take unpaid internships and and, you know, you can work part-time jobs. Um, some of the best internships, you know, that lead into other things are unpaid. So um, like I said, I know it's not possible for everybody, but if you can approach a company and you are, like I said, you are joyful and driven and ambitious, present yourself well, you know, the chances of you being able to do some sort of unpaid internship are very good. And generally, in my experience, um, our unpaid interns, um, if they were, we've had quite a few do it for college credit. So um, just throwing this out there, but um, I did not attend University of Kentucky, but I think University of Kentucky, they have an equine program and they have a very good internship program that you get college credit for that you actually have to do like in order to complete your degree. Yeah. Um, I can second that, that they've, yes. they've had a great internship program. 
Yep. So we have had several several interns from there who got college credit while still in school and then became part-time and then became full-time with us. So, um, so yeah, that, I think that's a great resource as well. But we, I mean, really at Grand Slam and My Resource, we are kind of always looking for somebody who is just eager to get a start in the industry and to just get in there and get their hands dirty. Um, that's kind of one of the, the, a huge prerequisite as well, because being a part of such small companies, you, you do have to be well-versed at a lot of things. Um, on any given day, I could be doing copywriting. I can be doing HR. I can be doing a podcast. I, there's, um, I can be drafting, um, contracts. I can be interviewing potential employees. I mean, so you really just want to get in there and just learn as much as you can about the business world, um, and, and what makes, and then specifically, like if you're at Grand Slam, um, in my racehorse, you get to go even further because you really get to see the inner workings of a thoroughbred organization and the industry and what makes it tick and what drives it. So yeah, we are, we're always um, looking for interns who are excited to make a difference. And my racehorse right now is actually, they are specifically looking for an email marketing specialist. So that's a huge opportunity uh, to be great. You have to be great at copywriting and um, making dynamic emails and understanding the my racehorse community. But yeah, there's a ton of opportunities like right within reach. Um, it's just really, again, you know, this this whole episode, I feel like it's just encouraging people to check out and explore the opportunities. And Caitlin, could you give just a really short, uh, like a one line overview of how you would describe Grand Slam Social and how you would describe My Racehorse, just for anyone out there who's not familiar with either of those companies? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. So Grand Slam Social is a boutique social media agency that specializes in equine events, including horse racing and um, live event coverage and organic social media consulting. So we are, we were founded by um, (laughs) several horse crazy girls. Everybody grew up riding. Everybody continues to ride. And then we also love horse racing. We have people from all different backgrounds, whether it's hunter jumper, um, Arabians or barrel racing. And we are just very passionate about working within the equine communities and making sure that we are helping um, equestrian organizations ha- develop the best organic social media possible. Awesome. And, and how then, about My Racehorse? Yeah. So My Racehorse is actually, um, they are owned by a company called Experiential Squared. And Experiential Squared is now a co-owner of Grand Slam Social because we were doing so much work for them <laughs> that they just decided it was probably a good idea to um, to just kind of bring some Lock of it in <laughs> in house exactly. But my racehorse, so what they do, um, it it's a really popularly 
uh, um, growing idea, but it's micro shares within racehorses. So they go for as little as $20. You can buy into an into mischief yearling that is being sent to, um, you know, Richard Mandela for training, or you can buy, they even have the likes of Monomoy girls. So, and all of it is done online. And um, actually the founder of my racehorse, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about bringing, working in, in different industries and never knowing exactly how it can be applicable for horse racing, but that it definitely can. Um, he was formerly, he was the CFO at Casper and Casper uh, is the mattress company that kind of revolutionized these like ordering your mattresses online. And he just happened to be a really big horse racing fan as well. So, um, so once he was no longer with Casper, he founded my racehorse, and now he's trying to revolutionize another industry. Very cool. Sorry, that wasn't uh, one well, sentence. But... No, 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 that's okay. I feel like they both, you know, I and I'm going to go. There's, gonna... there's a lot to say, I suppose. It's, um, and I know you know this, Anise and Joe. It's it just always comes back to being in this industry, you have to be kind of like a jack of all trades um, because, you know, it's not um, probably the biggest corporation within thoroughbred racing, you know, maybe like a Darley or something might be a couple hundred people, but um, you're never going to work at a company where it's like, stay in your lane and this is all you're going to do and sit at this desk and just like enter these numbers all day. So you have to be prepared for anything. Yeah. And actually I, I want to go along with the, you know, continue announcing internships before we talk through some of the, the bigger jobs that we're going to discuss. But I do want to throw in a plug out there that, you know, I think a lot of the jobs that we are talking about today are more office-based jobs, but the reality of the industry right now, and I will always want to be very upfront and honest with anyone who is looking to work in the thoroughbred industry, is that uh, we are in, in desperate need of hands-on staff to work with the horses, whether that is at a farm, working with mares and foals or yearlings or whether that is on the racetrack working as a hot walker cooling horses out after training working as a groom uh, in some of those more hands-on caretaker type positions and so there are many many trainers and farms out there that are more than likely hiring for roles like that year round and would be happy to be approached by someone uh, interested in getting into one of those positions. Um, and I also want to say, you know, some people use those types of positions to gain hands-on horsemanship experience and move into a different role. Maybe they have a different vision for their career uh, working in a, a certain aspect of the industry, but um, those are also incredibly important jobs that some people choose to make their careers, and that is entirely respectful, respectable in and of itself and something that is incredibly important that we have to be thankful for, that to have amazing staff working with these horses. So, 
But with that, I'm going to move on to our next internship, uh, which is from Wanamakers. And Wanamakers hosts monthly online thoroughbred auctions. So as you guys are hearing, you know, with Grand Slam Social, there's a lot of you know, there's a huge need for social media marketing. Um, I mean, with My Racehorse, that is another digital platform. And then Wanamaker is now thoroughbred auctions are starting to go online. And so Wanamaker's lost or launched lost launched last year, and they've sold 75 horses, grossing nearly a million. And they consider themselves a streamlined platform um, with great timing of their auctions which are at wanamakers.com. And that's Wanamaker spelled W-A-N-A-M-A-K-E-R-S.com. Provides an opportunity for industry participants to buy and sell at the right time with less hassle. So that is how they describe themselves. That's what they shared with me. And the role they are looking for is a motivated summer intern. Again, I feel like motivation, joy, (laughs) excitement, enthusiasm really comes up a lot. So (laughs) might be a trend here that you guys want to listen to, um, to assist with running their monthly online auctions. This would be a well-rounded internship with a fast-growing startup. The preferred candidate would be someone with a desire to start their career in the thoroughbred industry. Their daily tasks will vary and will have the flexibility to focus on really any area of the company. Um, Broad experience in communications, client relations, marketing, accounting, and or finance uh, would be areas that you will learn about, but would probably also uh, be great things if you have experience in any of those areas. The candidate will preferably be based in Saratoga, New York for the summer. Um, Not a bad place to be in Saratoga Springs, New York. (laughs) And then to apply, you can can vouch for that. We all can. Yeah. yeah. You can email your cover letter and a resume to Liza, L-I-Z-A, at wanamakers.com. So fun fact. Um, Liza has actually interned with Grand Slam before. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. See, everybody's going to see how interconnected it all is. <laughs> so yes. So if you are interested in starting your career and again, you have motivation and enthusiasm, you can email a cover letter and resume to info at grandslamsocial.com. Cool. I think at the end of the day, what every employer is looking for with an intern or any job position is somebody who's driven, who is going to put in that hard work and dedication and really just do the best they can. And as you said, Caitlin, it's, they're looking for somebody who's a jack of all trades. And, you know, I think that that's really what it comes down to, what it boils down to with all of these positions, somebody who's motivated and ready to do their job. And I'm also going to add follow through is a very, very, very important quality and very underrated. You know, I've come across interns before who've been really motivated to help they volunteer for a lot of things they want to jump in there and get their hands on things but really that's not of a lot of use to the company you're working with if you take on too many projects and then don't have the ability to complete them so I think really having a dedication to the projects that you know that you set yourself up to be part of you know having follow through is equally important to motivation and any of that. 
Um, let's see. Should we? I'm gonna now jump into. Is that all of our internships? I believe so. I believe so. So I am now gonna move on to our first what I'll call big kid job. <laughs> this would be a, <laughs> you know, probably something that you would move into after having an undergraduate or even a master's degree. You know, having some more experience in the industry. Um, so the National Museum of Racing and Hall of Fame, which going back to Saratoga, they're located in Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, is seeking a full-time museum educator. And this museum educator is responsible for creating, implementing, maintaining, and promoting educational programs that reflect the museum's mission to preserve and promote the history of thoroughbred racing in the United States and, and honor the sports' most accomplished participants uh, in the official National Thoroughbred Racing Hall of Fame. The museum educator will extend the interpretation and presentation of the museum's collection to the public through the development and implementation of curriculum-based programs for youths, as well as through programs for adults. And the museum educator is responsible for overseeing the museum's volunteer program, including the recruitment, training and coordination of volunteers and docents. And the museum educator is also responsible for the discovery paddock located at Saratoga Racecourse during the annual summer meet, which is about six to seven weeks long. And they will be responsible for managing and maintaining the museum's social media accounts. The position will be 40 hours a week, primarily Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. with some nights and weekends. And they even uh, included the experience and skills that they're looking for. So bachelor's degree, preferably in education, museum studies, history, and or equine studies, knowledge of developmental stages, pre-K through 12th grade, knowledge of, again, social media platforms and uploading content. So once you've done your residence internships, you know, you'll have that experience. Um, ability to manage online programming, work effectively with people of all ages. High, be highly organized and able to multitask and prioritize, be flexible, patient with strong customer service, training and supervisory skills, highly creative and able to problem solve with originality and ability to work in a fast paced team oriented environment. So if that resonates with any of you guys out there, contact Kate Masterson, um, which her email is C. Masterson, M-A-S-T-E-R-S-O-N at racingmuseum.net. And excuse me, inquire about that position. Um, I do, again, another disclaimer. Um, Kate Masterson is one of Amplify's board members, um, but we are very thrilled to always promote educational jobs and, you know, that would more than likely be somebody who would be working with me in, in some way as, uh, you know, Amplify likes to amplify existing initiatives, especially those involved in outreach and education. And so that would be somebody who um, I would be knocking on the door of quite a bit to, to work with. Awesome. Sweet. I think we've got one more on the list. Yes. Is that our new vocations? I do believe so. So our last position that we're going to talk about today is that new vocations, which is a thoroughbred, and they actually do standard breads as well, 
uh, retirement and rehoming organization. So they take in off the track thoroughbreds and standard breds. They do rehab and then they turn around and send them off to new homes and often second careers. And so they are seeking a director of development and donor relations who I believe would be based at their Midway Kentucky facility, which is near Lexington. They also have facilities in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Louisiana. Gosh, am I missing one, Caitlin? Ohio? Oh, New York. Oh, in New York. Yes. And you said that you got your horse from the Louisiana location, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Covington, Louisiana. Yep, that is right. And so the duties involved in this job would be, they would be uh, involved in implementing new vocations, donor and development and fundraising strategic plan. The duties include planning, organizing, and directing all of the program's fundraising initiatives, including cultivating major gifts, annual giving, plan giving, special events, and capital campaigns. And the position really focuses on building strong relationships with current and potential donors, and then creating and maintaining clear communications on all of new vocations, happenings, and needs. And they have an amazingly detailed job description Um, That would actually probably take me uh, several uh, minutes to read through. So I'm just going to skip on down to the qualifications. I'm sure that they would be happy to give you further details if you reach out. But um, it really entails the ability to passionately represent new vocations as a mission, build strong relationships with their donors, take initiative, think creatively. That's another one that we've heard several times possess excellent verbal and written communication skills, the ability to interact with diplomacy and tact amid influential individuals and diverse groups, possess strong administrative and organizational skills, experience working with CRMs and data entry. Hold on, help me out here. Content CRM. Is that, do you know that acronym? I think it's consumer resource management, but don't quote me. Thank you. (laughs) We're all learning, you know, have the natural ability to be a team player. I know CRM is a buzzword. (laughs) Yeah. Have the natural ability to be a team player, bachelor's degree, minimum of three years working in professional fundraising. So this is another one of those roles that you'd have to have some experience under your belt and then a knowledge and experience with the horse racing and equestrian industry is a plus. But to me, it doesn't sound like that is the number one thing they're looking for. So again, for anyone out there who is not, a, you know, from a thoroughbred industry or equestrian background, there's always room for growth and learning in there. And so if you are interested in applying, you know, go ahead and head to their website and reach out to them about that. So absolutely. I think- and on that note, Anise, I think that some of the greatest employees. I mean, if you have been working in an industry that maybe you're just not really passionate about, um, but you feel like you tick off all of the other boxes, I would absolutely go ahead and encourage you to apply because it. I think, again, people just really um, want well, well-rounded, knowledgeable people who are passionate about doing something um, fulfilling. And, um, for us, <laughs> fulfilling means talking about horses every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that 
You know, I've never worked in another industry, so I can't lend personal experience to going through an industry change. But I can say, and I have other friends who can attest to this, and I know you guys certainly can, that, you know, the thoroughbred industry is a passionate, exciting place to work. You know, most people are working in it because they have a love for the horse and and want to feel that connection with the horse itself, even if it is through a role that's hands-off in some way. Uh, A lot of people love sports. There's a lot of excitement for that. And, you know, it's very international. It's not just focused on the U.S. alone. There are countries around the world that are passionate horse racing enthusiasts. And, you know, if you guys ever have any questions for any of us about our jobs, our backgrounds, our journeys into the industry, or just what it's like to work in, you know, you guys are always welcome to reach out to us over social media or at info at amplifyhorseracing.org, and I will get with the team and we will answer those questions. Yes, absolutely. I feel like one of the reasons that we all do this podcast is for educational purposes and to help connect people who may not exactly know where to start um, as far as getting involved in the industry. We are here to to get you started, send you <laughs> out of the starting gates and on your way. Okay. Yes. That, was, that, was, that was a very funny joke there, Anise. Very funny. Thank you. I know. You guys know that I'm great for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, anything to add? Anybody? I think we kind of I think out of the, the only thing Yeah. Um did we talk about Joe's internship experiences? Yes, right off the top of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, we sorry. did. Yep. No problem, no problem. <laughs> I was like, was that this episode or last episode? <laughs> Seems like every episode I mentioned my internship experiences. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's so much exciting stuff going on from the National Museum of Racing and Hall of Fame, my racehorse Grand Slam, Wanamakers, no new vocations. I mean, there's so many great job openings out there and it's up to you to find those and put that hard work and dedication into well find yourself at one of those job opportunities. But for Anise, my pleasure, and Caitlin Christopherson, I am Joe Mason saying thank you for listening to the Amplify Horse Racing Podcast.